Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. You and I have gotten so many Kickstarter decks from last winter in the mail over the last <laughs> few weeks. I was looking at my list of things that were shipping out and I was like, finally some movement on something because I feel I like it's been very dry for like six months like it's, since COVID started everything kind of froze and it then kind finally of made me think like the beauty of doing Kickstarter back decks is that I even though you spend the money and then you like don't see anything for a really long time the benefit of that is that you've already spent the money and then you yeah. get these presents way way later <laughs> And you've forgotten. You're like, oh, past Esther really, really did well. Right. Well, and how were November of 2019 us supposed to know that November of 2020 us would be going through a global pandemic? (laughs) I know. So my overspending in January was worth it, apparently. Uh, Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Now we couldn't. Now we might regret doing that. But it's nice to get those decks in the mail. I got the Usi deck, the Materia whatever prima yeah there you go that's what it's called um yesterday and i was like i cannot believe how long ago i backed this deck i'm so excited to have it in my hands that one took so long and we were i was like following the progress of the project on their instagram and like just the printing itself took a long time they just really really were careful about how they executed the whole entire thing. Which is probably one of the reasons why Usi has like such a good reputation for stuff like that, because they are so careful and they are so mm-hmm. meticulous. But still, when I got it in my hand, I was like, this feels great. I'm so excited. I backed it on August 21st of 2019. I kept asking you what the update was because it was take, cause I had thought about backing it, but it wasn't one that I could back at that time. So I was like, I, I can't buy it. I still can't buy it. I yeah. still can't buy it. It's still and not available. 12 months later, I still can't buy it. So, so I'm yeah. glad it finally got there. I ended up backing it at a higher level so I could get the book too. And after looking through it, Ooh. I'm really glad that I did because I'm not an expert in the periodic table of elements. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I wish I were. I loved it. I loved chemistry. I loved bio, but I, in high school, <laughs> but I haven't yeah. taken it for years. So I was like, this is going to be helpful. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's so exciting. And also it means Mm. that Esther gets to receive gigantic boxes filled with gifts. I know. From me. And Fifth Spirit Tarot is coming soon. Like I see the shipments going out. I'm like, give it to me. Give it to me now. (laughs) I want it now. It's just such an exciting time. And it's good because it's a huge distraction from the just like blind existential terror that's existing (laughs) outside of. All the stuff that's us. going on right now in our lives, it's a good, good distraction to have Kickstarters. There right. Exactly. Like, look at the shiny thing. Thank you. There's something to look forward to. And that is beautiful tarot decks. Yes. And just like the incredible privilege that comes with that being such a good distraction for I us. I know. It's so true. Uh, we're terrible. We're distracted. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we do a card of the week? Yes. Let me, I'm using Antique Anatomy Mass Market Edition because it was the only deck that was nice to me when I was trying to get a deck for the episode. Same. I don't know what is going on, but Antique Anatomy is the only deck that I pulled a card from that didn't give me like the tower or the five of pentacles. (laughs) And the six of rods. So yay. The sunshiny card. I like it. Awesome. Yeah. And it is going to be a fun episode because we are just doing sort of a brief Samhain slash Halloween preparatory episode because Samhain is in three days. Three days. Wowza. So our game plan for today is going to do a spread probably just for ourselves. So we might not share all the positions depending on how real it all gets. Um, Or I guess where our vulnerabilities like yes. stops us. There may be boundaries executed in this episode. Uh, yeah, we'll see. The first for us, but maybe the uh, yeah, exactly. So it probably <laughs> won't happen. Uh, and then we're gonna review the Halloween tarot from Kipling West and Karen Lee. Yay! So Esther, what are your plans for Samhain? My plans for Samhain 
are probably after some offerings and like incense and just moody Samhainish stuff. Um, my husband and I are going out for our anniversary weekend. Oh, fun! Where are you guys going? We're going to Beach. two different cities to see some friends. Like, oh, fun! So first night we're gonna go see some friends, and then a second night we're going to get tattoos. Oh, cool! Like, kind of like couple tattoos. Exciting! I am not a person who ever thought I'd be like the person to get couple tattoo. Is this going to be his first tattoo? His first tattoo. Oh my god. And gosh. he is kind of terrified because it's it, he has a very low pain tolerance. Like <laughs> very low pain tolerance. I could probably touch like his shoulder like just massage it a little bit and he's like ah. Oh so, god. Um, <laughs> I know. I feel like he's going to fall in love with them though. He's going to like I the probably, look so much that he's going to he, end up with yeah. a whole bunch. I think I think he'll be fine with it but i think he's just psyching himself up a little bit yeah so um so yeah i just told him i like just have good music or like i can't say podcast but or good youtube videos you can watch and just distract yourself you'll be fine and it's like gonna be on our forearms so it's oh yeah like cushy place and he'll get to watch that happen if he feels comfortable with it yeah yeah so he uh, he's gonna go first so he doesn't psych himself out too much (laughs) it's not like that friends episode where rachel gets just like one blue dot (laughs) it's the planet earth from a very great distance (laughs) (laughs) exactly i'm like i'm not gonna get rachel in this yeah exactly well that'll be so much fun so it's kind of like a sawin slash anniversary because our wedding anniversary i intentionally put as close to halloween as physically possible that year so (laughs) smart move yeah so i keep thinking about it because i just think that like my like anxiety level at large is so high that i think that Mm -hmm. i'm gonna try to focus rather on rather than like the veil being thinnest from like a um, immediate family thing this is the second halloween since my cousin died and so like i have had a lot of success with like kind of doing sort of like family pictures and ancestry things to honor them with the mm-hmm. uh Samhain time um but I think that it's also kind of like a time to so the other thing is that lately I've been really having to remind myself that like this season of the year is the year where I always feel really tired Like going into right before, I guess, between the equinox and the solstice, which I know is like three month period, but still (laughs) in that time, October is when it gets the worst for me, especially right before the time changes, which I think is happening this weekend. This weekend it is. yeah. Uh, Which means that next week, Esther and I are definitely going to fuck up our recording time because it (laughs) happens with both of us every single time. Every single year. Every time. I'm either like waiting an hour or I'm late an hour. So I'm going (laughs) to We'll see we'll how this goes. Prepare now. Um, yeah. But that the two weeks leading up to that time change always mess with me so significantly. Mm-hmm. But last year I had a lot of success with like reminding myself that part of like, like following the wheel of the year and like mm-hmm. sort of exploring that component of like my spiritual life really yeah. helps with dealing with those feelings of like, yeah. Oh my God, I'm so bummed out. Everything's so exhausting. Like, Why am I so tired? Why can't Mm -hmm. I get into a groove? And all of that comes for me when it starts being that I'm not home until after dark. Since I've been working from home, thankfully, uh, that's been like less problematic. But still, I think that like focusing on the darkness of Samhain and kind of like the peacefulness that comes with that darkness Mm -hmm. is going to be sort of my focus for it. And yeah, so I guess that's kind of like the main part of it. And then I also was thinking a lot about how like components of Samhain and a lot of different cultures and not just Samhain, but Halloween and, you know, all of the surrounding days mm-hmm. is like, like, I guess, honoring the departed. And right. this year has been such an intense year for that sort of worldwide. Mm-hmm. So I'm also right. going to try to aim to leave a lot of space for honoring, like all of the people who have died from the coronavirus and yeah. who whose deaths could have been preventable if decisions had been made differently. Yeah. And then also the feelings of loss of like who we thought we'd be in 2020, mm-hmm. like the experiences yeah. that we thought we were going to be having and sort of focusing on the feelings of sorrow um, and working through and honoring those feelings of sorrow mm-hmm. about sort of like how this whole year has turned into grief for everyone. Like there's just like this level of grief that all of us are experiencing. That's just like, 
intense. Yeah. So I'm going to try to leave space for that. We'll see how it goes because I, again, am feeling so anxious about the world that if right. I can allow my brain to quiet enough to make space, yeah. that's my goal. Yeah. <laughs> and and like see. focusing on those things are so super thoughtful and like it, it makes it meaningful for you in a significant way. So hopefully yeah. your brain can like in focusing on these tasks and focusing on this intention can help you calm work that, through. yeah totally that like brain space down and if like, that chatter. doesn't work just binge eating candy and watching <laughs> like not scary halloween movies <laughs> is gonna be the answer yeah i've been reading halloween romances like none other the past couple of weeks and i'm like what where did this reader come from all of a sudden like i'm just like <laughs> denying everything that's going on and being like okay romance romance romance, romance yeah romance, so. whatever it takes whatever <laughs> exactly. it takes but yeah so that's yeah. kind of the idea for Samhain. but the themes of Samhain and the spread that we're going to do are sort of about that idea of honoring ancestors and talking about the light and darkness shift um and all of those sorts of things. So it's by the Curious Card Slinger, who I think we've done spreads from before. I think then, yeah, <clears> I think so. The return favorite. <coughs> Sorry. Ah. It's okay. Um, But we will link it in the show notes. And also probably post it on Instagram, too, because it's a good one. And I think a lot of people will yeah. like it. Yes, um, yes, yes. But there are seven positions. The positions are honor. How can I effectively honor my ancestors? And I am choosing to read this one, not as honoring my ancestors, but like honoring those who have gone before us, not necessarily ancestors. Yeah. Yeah, The beloved dead. That's a good way to phrase it. Two is darkness. Which of my shadow aspects needs the most of my attention right now? Three is light. How can I be a light for others at this time? Four is release. What do I need to release from my life? Renewal is five. What needs to rest to encourage new growth? I love cards like that. Like you can Mm -hmm. take it easy in this area. Right. Um, Six is hocus. What am I not seeing clearly or deceiving myself about? And seven is focus, which is what aspects of my life should I be focusing on next? I am surprised that says hocus and focus, but I yeah. guess ho- is hocus a hocus. word on its own? I don't think so. I think hocus, I bet hocus, 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 hocus is even. from, I think hocus focus is like a Latin phrase. Etymology. My last etymology of was etymology of new age. Oh, uh, hocus, hocus. Because I was thinking that it had it probably popped up at the same time as the age of Aquarius. Okay, stuff I'm happened. thinking Abracadabra Crawley stuff is where I think Hocus Pocus came up. But let's see what. Okay, during the early 1600s, Hocus Pocus was a name commonly adopted by a juggler or a magician. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's also believed to be a perversion of the Latin blessing from the Catholic Mass, Hoc est corpus. Ma'am, that's or where I've this heard is before. my body. Okay. But that that's isn't, heard it before. that's like barely a perversion of that saying because it only has the first three words. I think it's three probably letters like kids, like some stupid kids. They're like, hocus pocus. It yeah. only has three letters in common. Not everything's <laughs> Latin, guys. Uh, I do like that it was used to refer to, ju- to jugglers. Jugglers, so. yes. That's pretty great. Uh, okay. So yeah, it is not a word on its own though, which is why it's kind of funny that it's hocus focus, but I'm sure that it's just to be thematically appropriate for Halloween time. It's like not hocus pocus, bitch. You need to focus. That's what it needed to be. (laughs) Do I have a pen? I actually think that I'm going to write down my, I know that's what I was. Oh, I do have a pen. I, my, my school bag is right here. Okay. And here's one for me. Look at me being all prepared. I know. So normally when we do these sorts of spreads on the podcast, we do them about the podcast. Right. Like that's what we've done in the past. But I think that right now Esther and I both know that it's going to tell us that we're really like tired and exhausted because (laughs) we're We're writing a book, book, (laughs) doing the podcast, working our full-time jobs and also existing through the pandemic and election stuff. So I think it'll be more helpful if we talk about it in terms of our own selves rather than the podcast. Um, And that's why if we need to cut stuff, Esther will be very liberal with her (laughs) 
editing. My, my editing. I will try to edit as much as possible for privacy and boundary reasons. Yeah. Even though Holly may not think that, I will protect Holly. Oh, yeah. Holly needs someone else to decide protect if something is herself. crossing her boundaries because Holly is terrible at it. Holly is compromised emotionally. Yeah. So. I'm always like, sure, I don't care. Just say whatever. Care. Everyone can know everything. Yeah. And then later I'm like, whoa, why did I do that? She's like, wait, what? So usually I try to protect Holly from herself. Yeah, exactly. Somebody (laughs) has to. Okay, so the first position is how can I effectively honor my beloved dead? Okay. How can I effectively honor my beloved dead? Okay, I got the Ace of Cups and the Queen of Wands, which I really like because I do feel like that's kind of encouraging me to like do new things mm-hmm. to honor them rather than just like sort of the half-assedness that I've done in the past because it's not an area of great comfort for me. Maybe stepping into more of like a leadership role of ways to honor the, our beloved dead within my own family could be the best way for me to do that. And I got the ace of rods and ace of coins. Oh, wow. Lots of aces. I know. There's lots of aces. Hmm. Honoring my beloved dead. Rods for me, I th- to me, like the rods are pinging like as like incense offerings. Ooh, I think this yeah. is like incense and offerings probably because – with the rods and then the ace of coins is like an offering. So I think that with both aces, that feels like specific gift stuff rather than yeah. like different movements, maybe especially. Right. I think you're totally right with the ace of pentacles being like very offerings focused. Offering ish. Yeah. And especially because it's a rod and not like a wand to me, to me, that seems more like a incense sort of stick. And yeah. It's an ace. Totally. Like, I'm just thinking practically speaking. What you can specifically do. Yeah, totally. Did you um, watch my videos from... So I had this book underneath my ancestral altar, like space. like my It's like my tray, an ancestral uh-huh. tray. Okay. And the sides were burned and the top was burned and the bottom was burned. The sides of burned. the book? The side of the book. It was Whoa. like an old leather bound. Co- it's really creepy. That it is creepy. Yeah, totally. And none of the, like the shelf wasn't like there was a hanky that hung over it. The hanky wasn't burned. The shelf wasn't burned at all. The tray wasn't melted. But the side of the book and the top and the bottom of the books were like like melted burned. Whoa. And then when she she said, OK, you should try Bibblemancy. And it was like an apocalyptic passage about... Like the town is burning down. Oh my and god! And she's having to start her new life because her father died. And I'm oh just like, oh my god, is... girl, that <sighs> is yikes. <laughs> so now I'm like, but it's maybe right this below is... your ancestor altar. That's yeah. crazy. So your ancestors are like ready for you to light this shit on fire. <laughs> you need to move on. So anyway, so now I'm, I'm thinking of this in the context of that too, where it's like rehonoring them and like including them. You know, where their guidance was there for me in that yeah. specific way yeah and then honoring them this way anyway i so. like that a lot and it also is like helpful because the beloved dead component means like it removes the family pressures from the mm-hmm. ancestor work like you it, and especially with that bibliomancy response it's like your right. like your connection with your ancestors does not have to include having exactly a, fully transparent healthy relationship with your family now right like your family now doesn't get that from you your yeah ancestors and the bibliopancy did you hear that <laughs> the bibliomancy passage also like had like townspeople around her so to me that yeah. includes like people outside the ancestral lineage who are bringing yeah. me on yeah totally you are a part of this thing that are like trying to encourage me to step into the light essentially is what i'm kind of like or not even that but confirming that your already established decision to step in the light was the right one was the right thing exactly because i was trying to second guess i was like maybe i shouldn't but no it was it's necessary yeah and what we mean by that is that esther is using her real name for our book yeah yay 
Which is exciting, but scary. It is. Yeah. So lots of conversations to be had in 2020 and 2021. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. All right. So darkness, which of my shadow aspects most needs my attention now? I'm not shuffling anything back in FYI. Oh yeah. Me neither. Which of my shadow aspects needs my attention now? Oh boy. Oh no, seriously. It's going to be so bad. I don't know if I want to have an answer to this. Oh, the magician. That's fair. Oh, oh, uh, antique anatomy. I just love you so much. I got the magician and the hanged man. Okay. (laughs) That makes sense. I like, yeah, I like the addition of the hanged man to that because the magician being a shadow aspect is kind of about like manipulation and control. But I think Mm -hmm. that the hanged man being the additional card to it means that the shadow aspect that needs my attention now is the areas where I have more control than I am like giving myself credit for. I need to stop not making decisions and stop like being frozen by areas Mm -hmm. that I actually can help myself in like as an area that I don't have any control. Like I have this control. I have this ability to move forward and, like affect the world around me and I'm not doing the work to allow myself to. So that's the shadow aspect that I need to figure out is like spending time, like shining lights on areas where I feel like I have way less control than I actually do. Yeah. And I got the eight of blades and I'm like, thanks. (laughs) I know this. (laughs) And the page of rods. So most of you all know that like my significator, signifier, whatever we're deciding to call today, <laughs> is the queen of wands. Yeah. So I think this is like basically it's kind of signifying that me having this trap feeling like in several areas of my life at this moment, it's kind of keeping me from embracing all of who I am as the queen of wands. Like yeah. that maturity aspect isn't there that I'm not able to be all I can be until I move out from this entrapment. Yeah, totally, totally. And I also think that maybe there's also some themes. I mean, I think the problem right now is that a lot of us feel like we don't really have any control over what's going on in our lives, right? especially if we have stuff going on at work or whatever, where it's like there are so many outside influences. And so I think that both of us are sort of getting a little bit of a component of us needing to be the ones to sort of like make the decision to take back some control. Like having the eight of swords there is kind of like, reminding you that you do like it feels like you can't make any positive changes especially with work stuff i think that like sometimes when we get really vague people might worry that it's podcast stuff oh no it's it's never podcast podcast stuff we're fine it is fully work stuff fully blown work stuff Yeah, yeah 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 and me making decisions you know progressing forward and things like that that's kind of coming into play with this feeling of entrapment yeah making this decision to untrap myself essentially. Right. It's a very big decision. So yeah. yeah. And it's all work related, which also sucks. Cause then you're like, I should have better boundaries between the way that I actually feel and my yeah. stupid job that I have to do. Cause we live in a capitalist hellscape. Yes, exactly. I'm like, I need money. Why do I need a job? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so dumb. I, with that being said, I do should mention again, I really love my job. I'm not having the conflict in my job. Esther's having it's the, the capitalism conflict in aspect. her job. <laughs> yes. I just hate capitalism generally. <laughs> anyway, light. How can I be a light for others at this time? Oh Lord. Okay. How can I be a light for others at this time? Okay, light brothers. Oh, mine is kind of interesting to me. Oh, oh, oh. I don't like mine. Oh, no. Mine's offensive. It's offensive? It's offensive. What did you get? Do you want to go first or do you want to just leave this one out? be the lights right now yeah sorry we tried and the card said no all right so release what do i most need to release from my life oh that was awful i've never received worse cards in my entire life i just oh. didn't even write it down on my list i didn't, I didn't either to... until just right now i'm like I maybe I should, I should write it down 
Uh, that was awful. And everyone's like, what cards did they get? What cards did they get? <laughs> I can tell you. I just won't interpret it. I got the eight of coins and the five of swords. And I got the tower and the three of swords. So we're moving on <laughs> to the next question. <laughs> and it's a release card, which we always okay. love. Okay. What Let's... do I most need to release from my life? What do I need to release most from my life? Okay. Okay. Interesting. I got the queen of coins and the six of rods and as that's like something that I really love, but I think maybe the way that it's something that I need to release is that I need to release the idea that I have to be the one who is like creating these six of wands situations, like uh-huh. especially with the holiday season coming up. And I don't, oh, yeah. I mean, I've been out of the country for Halloween or not for Halloween for Thanksgiving, <laughs> like twice in the last three years. So yeah, Thanksgiving. I haven't been in the U S for Thanksgiving for a while. And so part of my brain is like, what are we going to do to make it so special since we're here and blah, 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 blah. But I don't have to queen of pentacles it and like go super overboard and extra, especially since we're not even sure, like if we're going to risk going to see my parents or just stay here. My gut says, just stay here. Katie, I know you're listening to this. Please don't be mad. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) it still is being figured out. Um, but maybe the, so the idea that the queen of pentacles and the six of wands, which are both things that I love so much being something that I need to release is like the pressure that comes with loving those things and wanting to be the consummate hostess and the one who's so excited and okay. That makes total sense. For me, I got the king of cups or the king of elixirs as in the antique anatomy and Uh the star. And immediately it was, I can't fix everything and help everyone. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, that's to me what it like. And like emotionally just like be everything (laughs) to everyone. Exactly. I can't be the emotional like support for everybody in their life. Uh, I love it. But uh, that doesn't include me, right? <laughs> no, no. It's like it's like one. Of the, it's the people who need these boundaries. And there you go. You have to help. say that because you love me, and we're recording a podcast. We're recording right absolutely right now with, and I'm on video, so I can't lie. Exactly. <laughs> All right, renewal. What needs to rest to encourage new growth? My whole body. Seriously. Like if I get like body cards, just my whole body. <laughs> Every card is a body card in Antique and Empress I guess specifically. <laughs> every Let's major see. arcana is a body card. Renewal, what needs to rest to encourage new growth. Okay. <laughs> I got judgment. <laughs> I'm not even going to pull a second card. Okay. I actually really like judgment and something that needs to be given a rest, though, is because I think that we, like, as spiritual seekers, put a lot of pressure on ourselves to constantly be like growing and expanding. And this is kind of encouraging me to like, maybe not feel so much like right now needs to be a huge expansion period. What did you get? I got the Hierophants. Oh, (laughs) so same, but like in a different way where mine has to do with like, I don't think necessarily me being a spiritual leader to other people, but me searching that out and me needing that direction from others. Yeah. So I think that's for me what it comes like, what needs to rest my pursuit of this knowledge and this like need to find like an answer. Yeah. Needs to rest. Just to let it flourish later, you know, like it just maybe right now needs to be given a little bit of a break. Exactly. Okay, Hocus, what are we not seeing clearly or deceiving ourselves about? I always, this car, that sort of prompt always also makes me feel a little bit like, oh God, what am I deceiving myself about? Everything. Okay, what am I clearly not seeing clearly? Cards, tell me what you mean. What do you want? (laughs) Okay. I got the King of Coins and the Ace of Blades. Oh, those are all the aces that come out in our yeah. spreads. Between the two of us, every ace. Mm-hmm. King of coins. And it's also kind of interesting because the honor section is also a court card and an ace. And then oh. the what I'm deceiving myself about section is a court card and an ace. What am I not seeing? Okay, I'm going to pull a third card because I'm still not seeing this clearly or deceive myself <laughs> about this. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to sit with it. I think that mine, maybe the King of Coins and the Ace of Blades is what I'm not seeing is 
like an even more mature, but like maybe innovative way. So like, especially with the release card being releasing this idea of like having to be this queen of coins, like consummate hostess, like sort of like, you know, making everyone feel like they're in a homey environment and a joyful environment. Then what I'm not seeing clearly is a way to, get some of that like tactical control and power, like that sort of like more physical realm um, stability. Like there's something that I could be doing to sort of increase that court card of pentacles energy that I'm always trying to bring forward in my life by doing something creatively or like, I guess a little bit more like intellectually new to Mm -hmm. me, like what's, it would be a new way to accomplish the same feeling of stability and like control and that sort of thing. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. I think I'm going to need to sit with that one a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to need to sit with mine. So like, what am I not seeing clearly or deceiving myself about? I got the Knight of elixirs, Knight of cups the Ten of Elixirs, and then as a clarifier, which is not very helpful in clarifying, just an FYI. <laughs> when a court card comes out as a clarifier, that's like a bunch of bullshit in my opinion. Yeah. So, but I got the, the Page of Blades as that clarifier. Page of Blades. So, so basically, Knight of Elixirs, to me, is always like rose-colored glasses, the optimist romantic yeah. sort of person. Ten of Elixirs, happily ever after. And the page of blades is like really something new. So maybe it's like, I need to go back to the drawing board about what my expectations are for happily ever after for myself. Like yeah. I'm just kind of seeing it, f- not necessarily through like rose colored glasses, but like through the, this is what it looks like to all the other people. And I need to adjust that mindset and stop comparing myself to everyone else's, you know, happily ever after essentially or yeah. what that looks like. You know, just like for me, I really, really want a house that's not, feasible at this moment so, yeah but I'm still like yearning and like oh I don't have a house I deserve like, a house that would house. resolve this yeah totally right like I would so feel I so much better it's... about everything if that happened right yeah exactly so I think it's possibly has to do with like that expectation and me yeah. going back and kind of reevaluating. because to me that's what the the night the I mean the page of blades is they're kind of like that restarting that yeah. information sort of vein of like exploration. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that that's a really good way to interpret those three cards together. All right. And then lastly, what aspects of my life should I focus on next? What aspect of my life should I focus on next? Let's see. Rude. I'm going to choose to read this differently than what initially told me. And I don't care. It's fine. Oh God. I don't like mine at all either. <laughs> what did, what you, did get? you get? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I got, okay. What aspects of my life should I focus on next? The six of cups and strength. And I'm like, fuck you. No, thank that you. Goddamn six of cups. <laughs> I got six of cups. So, um, so I'm going to choose the, like creating, my own happiness on my own terms. Cause strength is also one of my significators. Like, yeah. It's my birth card. Yeah. So I usually see myself in the strength card. So, um, so yeah, it's just creating my own happiness on my own terms and no, I'm unfuck That's what I'm going to go with. I got, <laughs> okay. I got the page of coins and the empress. And so I think that that's like encouraging me to focus on like the book stuff more like, like my creative output and like sort of like the pages. So since my most commonly used significator to me is the queen of coins. um, And that's something that I need to release is this like more stable understanding of self. I think in the context of the book, it's like, the page of coins is sort of like an area that I'm not as confident in, mm-hmm. like an area that I could still use some growth in. And then paired with the Empress, which is kind of about that output of creative energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is what it's telling me to focus on. Yeah. I think that's good. Uh, so yeah, there's our Samhain spread. Dun, 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 dun. We yeah. did it. God, man. That, those Sometimes are some it's just cards. That tower and that three of swords was so awful. I know. Like, how we can you to... redeem yourself from that? Yeah, we need to <laughs> spend some more time working on this off podcast rather off than Off podcast, it. please. Yeah, I've just exactly. been having, like, I we've even gotten questions about this for the podcast, but I've been having such a hard time in the, like, 
recent weeks with trying to do any like personal readings. Oh yeah. 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 It just feels yeah. so overwhelming. So that mm-hmm. was a good practice, but geez, Louise cards. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It was just very rude at many access. So it's like, yeah, oh, man. Now let's pull a card for tell me something good about. Oh yeah. Let's, let's do that. The day. Let's, let's, let's cleanse this, this space in this area from the heaviness that yeah. we just consumed. Okay. Tell me something good about the rest of my evening. Yeah. That's going to be like... Other than the fact five. that I'm going to sleep and take a nap, so... Oh. oh, the Eight of Cups. That means I'm going to travel to bed. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, I got Justice. Oh. Okay. So we'll see. We yeah. shall see. We'll get answers or something. Yeah, exactly. All right, so now it's time to review the Halloween tarot deck. Yay. Also, Kipling West, every time I see Kipling West, I want to think Rudyard Kipling, the author. Oh, my God. Literally the same. I know. Me, too. And then I was (laughs) like, like, is that guy's name Rudling Kipling? Rud? What am I trying to say? Rudyard? Rudyard Kipling West? I started, like, having this whole brain fart about, like, everyone's names. I know. I was trying to fit it in. Like, that's not their name, right? But there's more Kiplings. But that's not what? Why is my brain going to make you the author of a different book? No, I was right there with you. Okay, like, okay, you, cool. Isn't that Heart of Darkness or something? I don't remember. <laughs> okay, so we, this book is... No, what am I talking about? Okay, so uh, this is a U.S. Games deck. Uh, it was originally published in 1996 and then republished in 2012. And U.S. Games says about this deck, a black cat with glowing eyes leads us on our nocturnal sojourn through the 78 cards of the major and minor arcana. The characters of the major arcana visit from the realms of horror stories and Halloween tradition. Frankenstein and his bride bring to life the emperor and empress cards. The minor arcana suits are pumpkins, imps, ghosts, and bats, each with a special significance. I do have a question. Yes. Is Stuart Kaplan still alive? I could not find a death date for him when I was looking. Okay, so I'm assuming, so, but he was old when he was like. Anyway, sorry, I was I, I USA Games. I was like, did, did he die? I know, no, I think he's still alive because I was I was looking about looking at that too. Oh my god, he's 86. Whoa. Or he was 86 in 2018, so he's 88 now. He's the same age as my grandparents. Whoa. Interesting. All right, Stuart Kaplan, proud of you. Wait, hold on. Oh wait, no. Sorry. Wait, is this another suit, Kaplan? I got to a part of the article where it's the beginning of a new paragraph. And it says, born in London in 1878. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? No way. This guy's not 150 years old, but that was busy. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Okay. So- Halloween tarot. <laughs> You're just like Googling whether or not Stuart Kaplan, the creator of US Games, is still alive and really got away from us. <laughs> So far away. So far away. So where you can find it, basically anywhere. I got mine w- regretfully on Amazon because I needed it to be delivered very quickly. And mm-hmm. mine said it was the French edition on the Amazon listing. It's definitely in English. So, and it was like $16. So if you are looking yeah. for a cute Halloween deck with a non-problematic, as far as we know, creator, yep. uh, this would be a good option. Yes. I think it's also in stores because it's super popular. So oh, yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen it many, many places. And with any U.S. games deck, they're just going to be available basically anywhere that you would buy a book. Probably Book Depository has some. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, The construct variations. So it is like I would say when I first was looking through it, I was like, what the hell? Because yeah. it's a lot. <laughs> all the suits are named after um, different little supernatural beings. And at first it wasn't super clear to me why they were selected, but on the U S games website, they say as the suit of the ancient element earth, the pumpkins describe all things that are physical and tangible, real and solid things you can taste and smell. And of course count the ghost cards are haunted by the ancient element of water the symbol of the fluidity of the subconscious mind, dreams, instincts, and emotions. The bats comprise of the thinking suit. 
Uh, I don't know why that strikes me as so funny. Was, <laughs> I think it's really funny. I'm, I'm imagining like a suit of clothing, like a men's. Oh, suit. like a like a vampire suit. Yeah, like a suit, <laughs> like an outfit of clothing where you in which yeah. you have to think, or that you put on specifically to help you think, or that these specific bats wear to think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Reflecting a bat version of the intellect, the uncanny sensitive radar of these nocturnal creatures that helps them find food and avoid collisions, even on the blackest of Halloween nights. <laughs> Since the traditional tarot suit of wands is linked with the ancient element fire, the devilish scarlet imps make a delightful Halloween suit equivalent. So I think one of the things that makes me laugh about this is the ancient elements. It keeps saying ancient <laughs> element of whatever. So that's yeah. kind of fun. It, it, and it adds some gravitas to what otherwise is a pretty silly, <laughs> a pretty adorable deck. little <laughs> Halloween deck. Exactly. Uh, so it's fully Halloween themed. Yes. That's like the entire thing. There's like yes. not even a single card that doesn't feel like explicitly Halloweeny. It's like spirit Halloween vomited on a pack of cards. Exactly. <laughs> I do think it's, it would be a little bit tricky for brand new readers to read it just yes. because of the suit variations. But even within the suit variation of names, it still does follow the Rider Waite Smith like theme yeah, pretty, well. Yeah. pretty well. So it's not difficult to read, but you do have to like do the translation of like what the cards. What is this? Are. Like a pumpkin? Like there's five pumpkins here. What's five pumpkins? Right. Exactly. Pumpkin. Yeah. Especially because I really could have easily seen them use pumpkins as cups. Yes. Because they're shaped like goblets. I think that in some variations that would have been the decision made. Um, yes. And then bats fly. Mm hmm. Would so air. it yeah. could be air okay. or it could be like earth because they live in caves because they're actual animals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that it like when you look at something like the three of bats, you're like, oh, this is obviously the three of swords. Bats, bats must be swords. Um, mm -hmm, right. But I at first I definitely had them. But, but sometimes like, when you're like 10 of imps, like if you don't know what an imp is and you just got 10, you're like, mm, are these swords imps or are these imps <laughs> yeah, like true. pentacles? You know, so you have to kind of like kind of just remember what the RWS like symbol is of like a person carrying something. And you see this, this like, um, Oh, what's his name? It looks like cousin Fester carrying oh, yeah, a bunch yeah, yeah. of like imps. So then you have to like, Oh wait, he's carrying stuff that must uncle be the Fester. wants. It's uncle Fester. Yeah. Uncle, uncle Fester. Fester. He's an uncle. Yeah, I guess he's someone's cousin. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. I'm sure. Uh, I want to talk about WTF cards before we talk about our favorite cards. Yes. Okay. I have one. <laughs> yeah. What's yours? I have strength. Oh, I don't. That wasn't one of my WTF cards. Because it's a circle. It's a circle. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're losing it. <laughs> We're fully lost it. It's a circus with a lion. The oh, lion yeah. Looks so sad. And yeah. I'm like, why did you put a circus with a sad lion? I don't like circuses. I don't approve of this circus. And I mean, she looks like she's caring for the lion, trying to help it. The same time, but he like, still looks free. scared. Yeah, he looks scared. So that was my WTF card. Okay, and I have three. Oh, <laughs> okay. What are your three? Okay, two of my WTF cards are mostly just because, like, every card has only like supernatural beings on it, and then two yes. of the cards that I selected seem to have like regular humans, like, like acting like supernatural beings rather than supernatural beings interacting with humans. So okay. one of them is the six of pumpkins just because it's like a witch handing out candy, which seems like maybe oh, too yeah. on the nose for a Halloween deck. The right. other one is the 10 of pumpkins. Cause it's like a kid in costume knocking pumpkins down. And also since 10 of pumpkins should be, or is equivalent to 10 of cups. I don't mm -hmm. see quite the same ten level. Ten of pentacles. Yeah. Oh, ten of pentacles. God damn it. See, I did it again. Ten of pentacles. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, oh, yeah. So I don't really see quite the same, like, legacy components in that mm -hmm. card as the ten of pentacles normally would have it. Right. Uh, and right. then lastly is the lovers card. And that's mostly just because the lovers traditionally is, like, either about choice or oh, about, right, right. like, like romantic love and i just feel like a dracula and dracula victim is not like really <laughs> that relevant like i could see that being more for the devil i mean it's really uh -huh. cute but it doesn't it's make really very cute. much sense to me for the lovers is see, that one of your favorites it's one of my favorite cards because i love dracula and dracula coming for mina but i also have 
the romanticized 1970s Dracula in my head. <laughs> because there's a Dracula with Frank Langella. And it's like a romantic Dracula who doesn't like... It's it's very cons- it's like he's seductive. Consent-y. It's yeah. very seductive. It's it's on the consent, I think scale if I remember correctly. And I'm just like, oh, look at him. Oh. <laughs> so, so that's romantic. the Dracula that I'm that I'm most um, familiar with. Okay, I, well, Dracula, thank you. So. I'm glad that we put it in the WTF then <laughs> section so that you can l- yeah. tell me because I just yeah. think of it as like, why? <laughs> yeah, like a little bit more exactly. creepy. It's like less yeah. like loving i guess right right but the, if yeah. that's one of your favorite cards i want to hear about the rest of your favorite cards i know i'm trying to also think like because maybe she has a choice because she has a letter from jonathan there in her lap so maybe i just don't know enough about the actual dracula story i don't know i'm romanticizing dracula so it could be totally problematic and i'm being a pro- <laughs> an apologist for a problematic dracula vampire but <laughs> i think the element of choice is there because she has a letter opened from jonathan i think okay I liked a lot of the majors because the majors are really, really so fun and thematic, yeah. thematic and like story ish. So I'm going to start with the minors first. I love the eight of bats because the bats are like circling, circling. I love that one too. The mummy. Yeah. Yeah. The mummy. And I was like, first of all, toilet paper. It looks like toilet paper to me. I it really does. That. But it was just really, really cute. And it's like, you know, she can kind of break free, but all these bats are kind of circling around her. And there is I, like a black cat in every single card, if I which remember is all, I think it's yeah. almost every single card. I think it is literally every single card. Yeah. And that's really cute, too. It's kind of a it creepy little angular cat. It is. And I also like temperance because of like the alchemy side of temperance. I love that so much. And she's like in her kitchen. She's a kitchen witch. And I'm like, that's a perfect like little alchemy section. For yeah. It's like blending all these things together, making something wonderful. So I really enjoy reading up temperance like that when it yeah me too and the moon is like a werewolf that's changing and also has like a like a boston terrier there oh yeah i love the moon too it's so the moon is really cool with and it like the um the lobster has become a sign like for a lobster restaurant that's supposedly maybe the castle well and i also (laughs) think that the cool so that's one of my favorites too i think one of the other cool things about it is that that anxiety like in a lot of pop culture a mm-hmm. werewolf is somebody who's like not really like kind of scared of their change in some oh, right. way. Cause there's like mm-hmm. unknown. You don't know what you're going to do when you're like, I'm right. thinking of Oz maybe specifically. Oh from yeah, Buffy yeah, the Vampire yeah. Slayer. Like you don't know what you're going to do when you turn. And yeah. so you're trying to avoid it or trying to like control yourself as much as possible. And so I like that unknown component for the moon of having it be like, what's going to happen? Like, am I going to be oh, like in control of myself? Yeah. Yeah. I just I thought it was a really, really interesting way to depict the moon with like the spooky animals that my brain can't phrase right now. <laughs> and my last favorite card is a chariot because it's a funeral hearse. And I think that's so cool. Yeah. The funeral hearse is there and like has like a sphinx cat on the front and the black cat is in the driver's seat along with the pumpkin head. So I just think it's really cool. I just yeah. It's very oh. fun. It is very fun. So those are my favorites. What are your favorites? Oh man. Okay. So the moon was one of mine. I also really like the, um, queen of pumpkins because she's like having a little seat. There's the cat on her lap, but also I just oh, yes, like, yes, yes, the, yes. like this moon is like so very adorable and smiley and kind of like yeah. looking down on the scene. Like you got this. And it just is like a <laughs> nice friendly moon. So I'm super into that. Uh, the sun card makes me laugh because it's not a creepy naked baby. It's yes. a creaky, creepy, naked, two-headed monster eating yes. like flesh off of bones. Um, <laughs> and for some reason that just really cracks me up. I am noticing right now what? that there might be like a shrunken head thing happening in the upper right or upper left hand oh. corner though, which could be problematic, but yeah. I can't really tell if that's what it's supposed to be or not. Yeah. Um, but I do love the two headed monster just like peacefully and happily consuming mm. humans. Yes. <laughs> uh, the devil card makes me laugh because it's like a sexy devil with like a bunch of just like thumb looking babies on leashes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and for some reason that makes me just very, very happy. They're just like, yeah. they just look like such dummies. And she's like this kind of seductive devil. 
Um, and then there's also the shelf in the background that has kind of the same vibe of the portrait that we had done for the podcast of like, Oh yes. yes like yes. the plants and the books and the crystals and stuff. And I just think that it's really fun devil card. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like the ACE of pumpkins because it's a jack-o'-lantern like candy bowl. Yes. And I just think that it's really cute and festive. Um, so I'm into that card. And then last but not least, the four of ghosts, which mostly I just really like because it reminds me of so many people's experiences with ghosts or spirits of like, just kind of like having the ghosts and spirits trying to get your attention and you actively ignoring them, <laughs> ignoring them, <laughs> which is perfect for the meaning of the four of cups, but also right. just like fantastic for like sort of people's spiritual experiences in that way. Right, right. Oh, I love that. That's so cute. The goat, the whole ghost suit is super, super cute. Yeah. We also just, I totally forgot to talk about the fact that this is a tuck box, standard yes. size deck. I think that it's a little bit more sturdy than other uh, yes, US games decks. Like this cardstock yeah. seems a little bit more firm, but it's really delightful in that way. Yeah. Like I think it could hold up to a lot of abuse. When you reminded me it was USA Games, I was like, wait, this is USA Games? I, I was know. Like, oh, yeah, it is. So yeah. it doesn't feel like USA Games cardstock. So. Yeah, the cardstock feels really nice. And it also seems like it would be so perfect. Maybe it's a little bit sturdier because the idea would be like you're at a Halloween party. Right. <laughs> so you need to be able to swipe it across the table or whatever. But uh, I find it to be really good cardstock. It's a little bit sharp, but it's fine. Yeah. And then it does come with a little white book, just standard US Games Fair. It's like, yeah. you know just white paper there is like a bigger version like a box set version that comes with a fold-out poster with a spread i believe like a haunted house spread but i don't know if that's available anymore but it will used to be available so (laughs) that may be also out there something to look for all right so now we will pull for our relationship with this deck Seven of imps, which is a seven of wands. That makes sense because I'm conflicted about using this constantly because I'm like, will it be easily understandable or do I have to think about it a lot? It's usually the latter. And I got the Hierophant. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. Maybe I should be using it more. Yeah. Use it for your Sawin stuff. So it kind of takes the heaviness away from some things. I guess so. Yeah. The heaviness of all of Sawin. Awesome. All right. Well, yeah, uh, we haven't decided what we want to do next week. And I think that we can't emotionally get to next week right now. (laughs) At the moment. Unless you have a deck, you know, you want to talk about. I can't do (laughs) it. No, absolutely not. Okay. (laughs) Well, it'll be another surprise. We'll decide next week. Do you have Terabot? Did you get the Terabot deck? Tarobot. Oh yeah. Okay. Next week we'll do Tarobot because it's a fun deck and, that, and it's a little bit post-apocalyptic too, which is perfect. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> sure. All right. So next week we will do Tarobot. Tarotbot. That's Tarot-bot. the Ah, <laughs> uh, and that's our show. Don't forget to send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com, including a form with which to submit questions. And also, as always, please tell your friends about us and review us. We got like a couple of reviews in the past week and we really appreciate them. And your words are so kind and we always appreciate them, especially during emotionally tumultuous times such as these. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I cannot believe I got through that sentence without fumbling over my words. I'm very proud of myself at this moment. You nailed it. Um, You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And also we got a discord. We do. You're not into the social media stuff. So you can join us there and rant away as much as you want. Cause we won't tell you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and remember go forth and tarot wildly this week. We love you. Happy Samhain. Happy Samhain. And Take happy care Halloween. of yourself. Happy Samhain. Happy yourself. Halloween. Yay. We, we do. 